Hey, what's up, everyone? This is David Greenspan, and you are listening to the Mindshare Podcast, a proud member of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. Additional podcasts are available at industrysyndicate.com and mindshare101.com. This week's episode is sponsored by Kits Keep in Touch Systems. This is episode eight. So I've been at this marketing game now professionally for about 13 years. I say professionally because that's when we first started Kits. But if I think back, I've been marketing myself my whole life. And we all have been. How we walk, talk, act, how we dress, how we interact with peers back in the days of school, and even how we carried ourselves trying to get our first job. And this still carries forward today for all of us. We all, for the most part, pay attention to what we do and how we do it. If there were not other people on this earth, we probably wouldn't care about all of this, never mind as much as we do now, but at all for that matter. Because of the world we live in today, and I mean literally, today, the right now, we are hit from every angle with marketing messages, regular messages from family and friends, messages for business, and messages from total strangers. And part of that marketing that we see usually paints the picture for how we should be. For example, the guy on the cover of Men's Health or the lady on the front of the fashion magazine. The media gives us this perception of how we should look and act. And social media makes it way worse. Never mind do we see the athletes and supermodels, that stuff we're actually used to. But now it's when we see that average dude who's standing in front of that mansion with his Lamborghini next to him. That can really set the mind off. Our minds start to wander. How'd they do that? Why them and not me? Then you add in the fact that technology is moving so fast and the feeling of wanting to keep up. You go to a conference and that person on stage, she tells you about the latest gimmick which is going to make you super rich and yeah, you'll be like that dude with the Lambo. (laughs) Or maybe it doesn't even go that far. Instead, your colleague from your office goes and buys whatever's being sold and now you feel like you're missing out. So what do you do? You go and buy it too. The only reason you bought it though is because it seemed like everyone else was buying it. And if you didn't, well, you'd be left behind. You might be old school, you'd not be keeping up. So why do I bring all this up? Well, I run a training program called the Mindshare Challenge. It's an eight-week course with eight live webinars, one hour a week. It also includes our daily lives in our private Facebook group. Now, before we go live, the first session, we ask all participants to complete what we call your personal measuring stick. We ask them questions such as, how many deals have you done in the past 12 months? How long have you been in the business? What do you like doing most to get business? What do you hate doing to get business? What is the most effective thing you do to get business? And a bunch of other questions. The answers to these questions provide us with valuable insights which help us A, craft an appropriate message throughout the course, and B, it allows us to share this information back to everyone as a group consensus so they can evaluate themselves against what many others are doing out there. Are they in the same boat as everyone? Are they doing more than everyone? Are they facing similar, different issues than everyone? This is that eye-opener for them. In fact, we just started our first challenge of the year back on January 22nd. If you're interested to learn more, please visit Mindshare101.com and click on Mindshare Learning. But we started only two weeks ago, and just this week in session two, after we compiled all the data, we shared our findings with our group. And three things I want to mention here, and then I want to drive into this point of of all of this rambling, okay? So three things. Number one, most everyone totally hates cold calling, door knocking, and open houses. Number two, most everyone loves meeting with friends and family, referrals, and overall networking. 
Number three, most people see the majority of their business from cold calling, door knocking, open houses, and referrals. (laughs) Go figure. What they hate most is where they see most of their business. And so the really interesting notes here is that, again, everyone hates the cold call and the door knock, yet most people claim that they see a big percentage of their business from both of these methods. It's not to say that those people enjoy doing it. In fact, they clearly stated that they hate doing it. But those who do it, like it or not, all claim to see a lot of business from it. And of course, like most everyone in the sales game, networking referrals are a huge source of business. And everyone loves doing both of those. Now, this is where it gets even more interesting. As a marketing strategist, I receive calls, emails, DMs on the regular from people who are trying up their social media game. So many people trying to buy into the fact that they need to get more involved with social media. Yet, most have no idea where to start. I've said this many times, and I will say it again right now. Social media is a social media. It is not a business media. You want to know where to start? Here it is. Get on there right now and post something. Anything. Take a picture walking your dog. Talk about the sunset. Do something. Anything. I've also asked salespeople, without them knowing why I'm asking until after they answer, but I've asked many salespeople if they prefer to be sitting behind a computer writing content all day, or if they would prefer to be out networking with people. I'm sure you can already guess that like 99% of salespeople always say they would prefer being out with people over sitting behind a computer. Then I tell them why I asked. And that reason being that I wanted them to realize that if they want to up the game, it's not only about scrolling social media and just talking about doing something. And it's more than just the picture of walking your dog or the beautiful sunset. This is about providing value on a regular basis. And to do that, there needs to be time set aside to sit behind that computer and create content. So back to where I started on all of this with the personal measurement stick we asked them to complete. When we asked what they like doing most to get business, only 4% of respondents, and I say only with a big, bold, underline, caps lock, only 4% of people said they enjoy giving out free value and hosting free seminars. Okay, stop right there. You said you wanted to up your social media game, but you just told me two things flat out. One, you don't want to sit behind the computer. And two, you do not want to give away any free value. If you're listening to this right now and nodding your head in agreement with both of those statements, then you need to either give up on your social media aspirations or you need to change the way you think and you need to do that right now. I was literally laughing when I shared this particular finding with my group. Now, for those who know me, I don't sugarcoat and I love to poke. It's all in good fun. But this is a very important realization for people. How can you ever up your online game if you're not going to provide value? And value can come in many forms. But you need to have the desire to do it. The content creation. This is the fundamental ingredient in upping your game. It gives you what to post. It helps you be more consistent. And it gives others a reason to engage with you. And it's that engagement that you're aiming for. Once you get the engagement, you have the open dialogue. And it's now up to you to take advantage. And I don't mean you hit them over the head with your sales pitch. I'm talking about becoming consistently present within their world. I'm talking about building the mind share. We know that once you have the mind share, you will earn the market share. We don't know from who or when, but being consistently genuine and adding value to other people's lives, it's what creates those positive outcomes for you.
I've already mentioned this in a previous episode, but I started the Mindshare podcast back in December. When my buddy Fraser encouraged me to do it, I was already neck deep in projects. I was getting prepared to start the next Mindshare challenge, and we were in launch mode for everything to be ready to crush it this year. For myself, I've been creating content for a few years now. I mean consistently executing on outputs, not just here and there or writing a blog every couple of months. I'm talking about posting on several different social media channels every single day. I'm talking about being the lead on all the marketing for Kits and Mindshare 101. I'm talking about writing new keynote presentations, and I even go live every single day in that private group I mentioned a few minutes ago. I'm sure I just missed a few things, but seriously, this is a lot of content to come up with. And it's really important to note that I much prefer being out with people than sitting behind a desk. But I am very diligent with my time blocking. I have figured out my processes and I am dedicated to winning. I understand the importance of being very much involved in the social media world, the online world. And I also know where my skills are when I'm physically with people. For me, I need to take advantage of both. The people thing, it's who I am. That part is easy to me. The content thing, sitting behind the desk, this took a mindset shift and some serious getting used to. So with all of that, now all of a sudden, when Fraser tells me to get this podcast thing, me being like, yeah, no problem, I'm all over it. Oh man, what did I just get myself into here? Yet as a marketing strategist, I believe voice marketing, voice commands and the whole hands-free consume anywhere thing, it's the way the world is going. In fact, I said this when Dustin Brome was on the show last week. Voice will control how we shop, how our house gets cleaned, how we put gas in our cars, and everything else as this technology keeps advancing. So for me, it was full steam ahead. I'm doing this podcast thing. Okay, let's do this. Wait, where the bleep do I start? So here we go to Google. How do I start a podcast? To my friends who already have one, how do I start a podcast? I even started listening to podcasts, which by the way, I didn't actually do before I started this one. So, but I did that just so that I could learn what to do and how to do. And did I mention that based on the timing of our industry syndicate launch, I needed to have three episodes recorded and live within about a week and a half of being told to do it? A week and a half recorded and live? Okay, how do I record them? Where do I record them? How do I make them live? And live where? Back to Google, my friends, and other people's podcasts. By spending the right amount of time, I was able to learn pretty much everything I needed to know, or at least enough to get me to where I needed to be on time. Now, here's another important point. I learned everything I needed to know, and it was absolutely free. I didn't pay for any of that information. Everything was free value add, no matter which source it came from. In fact, note this right now. Google is absolutely free, right? They give out the most free value in the entire world. And look at them. Just a wee little company over there, aren't they? Think about that. Google's a search engine. Why did they win the game? They created a culture that we all gravitated towards. And they gave out free value. This is about the value you provide. It's about being genuine about helping people. Creating a culture that people are comfortable surrounding themselves with. In turn, massive success comes from it. So now, I have all this knowledge from the free sources, and here we are about six weeks or so later, and this is episode eight of the podcast. 
I now know how to record them. I know how to post them. And with my background, I already had the content and marketing part in good rhythm. But a lot of the time, beyond understanding that you need to be providing good stuff to people, it's that people just don't know how to start. What is that exact first step they should be taking? So I'll get more specific here within my own personal situation around the podcast and how and where to start. So I, I, first thing I did is I came up with my first three topics that I wanted to discuss. And to do this, I always do this by asking myself three questions. And this is, you know, any type of content, uh, presentations, you name it. Three questions. Mark these down. What do I want them to know? Why should they care? And what action do I want them to take? So again, what do I want them to know? Why should they care? And what action do I want them to take? Once I know what I'm trying to craft, I go ahead and start writing so I can get all my thoughts down and have a reference point for what I want to share. Now, I had to actually record. So I checked out the recorder on my laptop. I checked out the one on my phone. Uh, I went online to see what's, uh, like what apps I could get. And I looked into the different types of microphones. I finally came up with the combination of using Audacity to record my audio-only episodes and my Zoom webinar service for my audio-video episodes. I also use my Blue Yeti mic with a sound cover, pop filter, and an extension arm. Okay, now I have what to record. I know how to record it. Now I have to make it available for people to listen to. So for me, in came Buzzsprout. I created an account. Uploaded my first three episodes, syndicated to iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, and done. I had a live podcast. So how do I get people to know about it? Well, that part was easy. Identify my audience and use all seven channels to tell them about it. And if you're wondering what those seven channels are, (laughs) that means you didn't listen to episode two, and you need to go back and do that when you're done with this one. And by the way, thank you for listening. And done. I now have a live podcast, and here you are. Now, here's the thing. This has been a very exciting project to take on, a new challenge to have to conquer, and I have to say, it's also very rewarding. I'm not referring to the monetary way. I mean, even just for getting thoughts out of my head, sharing more content with all of you, this drives me. The key is to now make it consistent. This takes process, scheduling, time blocking, doing, tracking, and rewarding. To be successful at this, it needs to be consistent, just like anything else in life. The day-to-day looks almost like every other day. Repetition is boring, but it breeds results. You can repeat a bad thing and you'll get bad results. If you repeat a good thing, you'll get good results. A bodybuilder doesn't just do a few reps for a few days and then become ripped. They go back every single day with purpose. And there are for sure those days where they totally hate it. They don't want to do it, but they push through and they see results. Those results don't come overnight though. They take time and they take a lot of downs before the ups come more often. People typically lose more than they win. Guys, it's all part of the process. Content creation takes effort just like anything else. To up your online game, you need to be creating content. This is about learning how, then making the commitment, scheduling accordingly, and executing consistently. Those bodybuilders, they don't see immediate results, but they keep at it. The same way when you get involved with social media, And I include your voice and video marketing strategies under the social media umbrella. You will not see immediate results. It is a daily grind of constantly planning and giving, planning and giving, planning and giving more. It just keeps going. And it gets very monotonous. And it will very easily wear you down. Lots of work 
with little result is never fun. However, getting through all of that is essential. Getting over the boring daily grind of doing the same thing over and over again. Think of the bodybuilder again. Always lifting weights. Always eating rabbit food. (laughs) I mean, healthy food. Always paying attention. How fun can that be? Well, they want results. And those results are what bring the fun. So in the case of results on your social media, don't expect them to come in each time you post something. I mean, you could look at results as likes, comments, and views, but I highly suggest against that. That will wear you down even faster. Sometimes you'll have that post that everyone engages on, and sometimes you can get almost nothing. Riding on other people's reactions means you are letting other people determine your success. Instead of measuring that way, ultimately, you want to be able to measure monetarily. Is my business growing? Am I seeming busier? Am I closing more deals? That said, you also don't want to focus only on the monetary reward because that's going to take time for this to actually happen. Your focus needs to be simply on consistency. The ROI will come when people tell you they see you everywhere. For example, how many people just randomly walking by me at a show or a presentation or even my buddies at hockey and they just go, mind share. (laughs) Guys, I love it. Some of them are saying it because they see it. My buddies at hockey are definitely ripping into me a bit, but at the same time, it means they see it. People know what I do, yet I never sell these people. Instead, I provide value every single day. Literally, every single day across all of my social media, I go live every day in the private group. I release a Mindshare video one time a week. And now for the past six weeks-ish, I release one podcast episode per week. Did I mention I'm also the VP of a national marketing company on top of marketing strategist and a national speaker? And oh yeah, I coach both hockey and baseball for my son's teams. I'm just a little bit busy. Somehow, I make the time though. See, it's not about the direct ROI. It'd be nice to post on social and each time I hit publish, I get paid. We all know that it doesn't work like that though. So instead, like I said, the focus needs to be on consistently delivering the value without any expectation of any return. This will help you build the mind share, which in time will build the market share. The best part of doing it this way is that once you get that market share, it means that all of your efforts have started to pay off. And for all the other people who hear this, but don't actually listen and implement, they will be watching you take off while you watch them say, I want to up my social media game. My friend Chelsea Pites, who is also a founding member of the industry syndicate, she's a national speaker, a social media strategist, and host of the Voice of Social Sales podcast. She shared a really awesome post earlier today, just before I recorded this, and it was centered around the idea of content. I told her I was going to quote her here today, and that's what I want to do right now. She said that every day people ask her about content, and so she provided an explanation around context and how to achieve it so that you can make great content. And she listed out five points, so I'm going to read those off to you and and really bring a little bit of context to them. First of all, follow the five E's, educational, emotional, entertaining, and engaging and exclusive. Okay. So educational, emotional, entertaining, engaging, and exclusive. And engaging really means asking questions. The second thing she said for how to come up with content is use sensory social formats, audio, voice first, touch-free like podcasts, Alexa, and visual, right? So audio and visual, use these. It's very engaging for people. She also had this little acronym called CRM and it wasn't contact relationship manager, but she defined this as camera first, real-time, message-enabled formats. Why? Because we build trust and relatability through the camera. 
We build community and share experiences through real time, and we talk intimately with messaging. Her third point, believe there is magic in the mundane. We love to people watch. The most mundane things bring us together, like waiting in the school drop-off line or talking about your favorite Netflix series. Go figure. I also just saw a post on Facebook, okay? And this was, this was sort of like just before I started recording today as well. There was a huge snowstorm here the other day. Traffic was out of control. Accidents everywhere. No one was moving. Stuck on the roads for hours. So, some good old Canadians made the best of it got out of their cars in the middle of the road, pulled out their hockey sticks, and started playing a game of hockey on the road. Yes, go figure, Canadians, eh? But this post generated over 100 likes, comments, and reactions, and over 200 shares. Talk about mundane, random stuff. And think, the person who shared it, at the least the person who's, who I saw it from, they're a realtor. What do car accidents in the hockey have to do with real estate? Nothing! And that's the point here. Think about how you can get people engaged. Point number four, back to point one about exclusive. Chelsea clarifies that even more here in point four. Exclusive. Exclusive content doesn't just mean pocket listings. Exclusive means your life. No one gets to live my life but me. So by sharing that with people, they get an inside look. And number five, personal versus private. A huge difference here. You must Be personal in order to be relatable today. We demand it. This doesn't mean you have to be private, and I love this point she makes. When I go on date night, you may see a pretty photo of the restaurant, but you're not hearing my conversations. Don't mistake not going personal because you want to stay private. Without this part, you can't be human. Folks, people, listeners, the way to do it is just to do it and then do it again. If you want to win the social game, you need to get focused on delivering free value and letting people in. That post from Chelsea was absolutely awesome. And what I want to leave you with here today is change the way you think and the game around you will change. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Maybe you went to industrysyndicate.com or even mindshare101.com. Wherever you like to consume your content, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you haven't yet, connect with me on Facebook at Mindshare 101 and on Instagram at David Greenspan 101. This has been another episode of the Mindshare Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening.